Welcome to the Noble Ape Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today this serves as the September 2007 mail art. A little initial note, somewhat humorous initial note. I'm thanking two folks who mentioned Ape Reality and mentioned my correspondence in their podcast. However, they both, I think they both said that the podcast was called Noble Ape. And I used to care about this. I used to care that there was Noble Ape and then there was the Noble Ape simulation. There was various other technologies. And initially my thought was, well, the podcast is not really Noble Ape, but then I say the Noble Ape podcast, Ape Reality, so maybe people think, in any case, I'm not really fussed by it, but Noble Ape is the project that's been going on for nearly 12 years now, and Ape Reality is the podcast. But if people want to say the Noble Ape podcast, or the podcast's name is Noble Ape, it works for me too. I'd like to send thanks to Grissom of the Survive Podcast, who read out an email that I sent him, and let me know that I was in the running to win a pen, an Inca pen, which apparently has some of the space Sage right upside down technology in it, which I'm sure I'd find very useful in terms of writing checks. I frequently write checks and then realise that the pen runs out, so I'm eagerly awaiting the results. I'm sure I won't win, but it's nice to know that my correspondence was read out. And also to Lorenzo Haggerty, who is an ongoing correspondent, a friend of Bruce Damer's, and I think pretty well a friend of mine as well. Bruce Damer and I are going to kick off the Matrix cast sometime in the next couple of weeks. I'm not really sure what it is. I'm not sure whether it's like the Matrix, like the Matrix Matrix movie, like that whole kind of digital universe kind of thing, but the irony is that I've had some correspondence in recent weeks with James Morata. Now, people familiar with the history of Noble Ape will recall that the project was founded in a philosophical dare, and James Morata is the chief instigator of that dare. Now, if we flash forward 12 years, Tom Barbelay, Las Vegas, Nevada, you know, doing what he does, and James Morata, a lecturer at Oxford University. It's frequently pointed out to me how remarkably successful people who have come in contact with Noble Ape tend to be. Maybe slightly tongue-in-cheek in that regard. In any case, James cohabits Oxford University with another philosopher called Nick Bostrom, who wrote a paper asking whether or not we could be in a computer simulation. And in conclusion in my discussion with James Murata about this paper, and we've had toing and froing for the better part of two weeks, I pointed out that if a four-year-old observed a game of Marvel at a distance and she was asked to describe the physics of the marbles perhaps for possible outcomes of future games the four year old may be able to acknowledge the marbles, may be able to acknowledge the ground, may be able to acknowledge the marbles striking, but that doesn't in fact validate the four year old's interpretation of the marbles game or any thesis that the four year old puts forward with regards to any future games of marbles and this was my concern with regards to Bostrom that he had no primary sources associated with simulation, no primary sources associated with artificial life and the only source who had any even tertiary connection, and I use this very distantly, was Ray Kurzweil, who I don't think has any real connection with artificial life, certainly doesn't have any connection with simulation, and seems to be akin in some sense. I I will call these group the doomsdayists, as opposed to the philosopher of religion, who I've discussed and talked about the acolytes thereof in previous podcasts. But what came through the correspondence with James, and this is why I really like corresponding with him, and it's wonderful that he's back in the conversation, is that there is a need for simulation theory as it applies to things like artificial life and to a far lesser extent artificial intelligence. And it needs to be put forward in such a manner that people such as this Nick Bostrom fellow have access to it. So they're not going to Kurzweil, they're actually going to primary or secondary sources. And this was really the book project. 
I mean, this is my frustration. There's a kind of cyclical problem here that in some regard, there is a need for the book project. There is a popular need for the book project. And instead of that, folk are going to sources that have no real connection with any of the theory, any of the greater meta-theory, and any of the empirical results that come out of long-term simulation. So that's the conclusion of my discussion with James. It makes me think about this whole movement, because as I've editorialised recently in April, the movement has never had it so good in terms of the internal communication and over the past week I had correspondence with John Klein I had correspondence with Bruce Damer, Gerald de Jong all these kind of folk in terms of perhaps moving towards some kind of shared simulation or at least greater level of technical communication between these artificial life simulators myself included and what strikes me is that this movement is lazing internally but needs a way to communicate that and I think this is the continuing problem a year ago. I was talking about this with regards to Biota, and a year later I just feel, in some degree, a greater degree of clarity with regards to these kind of issues. But this, in part, is what's going to be discussed in the Matrix cast in a kind of more abstract sense. So I've discussed it up until now, but the idea of actually being a representative or in some way an instigator in the movement forward for artificial life is something I'm finding quite exciting in some regard. So my hope is that perhaps, although the philosopher of religion are similar kind of narrative. I'm not necessarily sure whether James Murata will be able to put me in contact directly with Nick Bostrom or whether anything productive will come out of that. But the ability to actually get some discourse and get contemporary philosophers interested in artificial life in a real sense, as opposed to just playing to Kurzweil and all this other kind of nonsense, it's interesting. It's to be defined. It's coming in the future. And certainly I will be editorialising it in this podcast. In addition to this, in a completely applied fashion and to do with Noble 8 primarily, there has been some discussion Discussion, which I've referenced a little earlier between John Klein, Gerald de Jong, Bruce Damer, myself, with regards to integrating these various scene graphs, physics simulations, brevet, and noble ape. I've editorialised in the Biota podcast that there are three directions Noble Ape is being pulled in currently. And my feeling is I really need to resolve some of these things very quickly. I need to resolve the shared source code in such a way that there is no more time put into that. That it is just as good as it can get in terms of the uses of all the three pulling directions. The possibility of a handheld version of Noble Ape. The possibility of an atomized distributed version of Noble Ape. And a high intensity graphics version of Noble Ape. Well, in addition to this, there is a kind of low-level Noble Ape, which shares all these three, plus the ability for it to be put into Brevet, plus the ability for it to be put into digital space, plus the ability for someone like Dave Kerr to put it into air. And I think that's all doable. It's taking more thinking than I'd like currently. I do like playing with code, and my feeling is I will probably cut down on the ape realities in the near future, just so I can spend more time with the code. Doing things like Biota, and all the additional kind of infrastructure building that comes along with Biota, and similarly doing ape-realities on a semi-regular basis takes time. I've also picked up the International Game Developers Association podcasting group. I'm the chair of that group currently, although I'm looking forward to empowering the group into producing podcasts with a minimal amount of my input. I don't want to be the voice of the podcast, I just basically want to be the instigator and the corrector. One of the great things that I've found through the International Game Developers Association, which really honed my skills before I got to Biota, 
is it gave me an ability to look at the kind of administrative, almost managerial capacity of email and mailing lists and communication and empowering people through these mediums to actually produce stuff. And I'm hoping that that will also happen with the IGDA podcasting group and a podcast will be produced on a regular basis from that without too much my input. However, perhaps as been shown with other uh, entities, I will take some of the weight with that too. So I'm in a kind of tense, let's work out how this works itself out in some regard. But at the same time, I have to focus on a certain amount of Noble 8 simulation development, primarily because in the January to March timeframe of next year, I know I'm going to be contacted by Apple and Intel, and I know that they're going to have additional changes that I just need to be prepared for. I'm taking the week of Thanksgiving in November off to focus on this project a little more, and I'll talk a little bit more in the October mail out about that. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Tom at Noble if you have any feedback look forward to tuning into the next podcast